just it goes down so nicely you know what i mean yeah hell yeah it just hits perfectly perfectly yeah i got a whole bag of them at home oh that's that's exactly i'm looking looking forward to yeah yeah that's that's exactly what what you need on a day like where it's super hot but with that being said what is bad what is up everybody uh it's your boy and we're back (laughs) with another episode welcome to the pond and uh yeah, we we just got the first round completely finished, and every team, well, we know of every series so far, and uh, it's it's looking like it's going to be some crazy matchups. We already had Colorado and Dallas play their first game, um, and we will get into that a little bit later. But um, Mike, I always I always start the episode with a question. I've said it every yeah. time, right? So this yeah. question today, I gotta hit you with. What is your favorite chip flavor? I'm talking like the go-tos. Like if you were to have chips, you were like, yeah, these are it. Fuck, that's such a hard question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. I, I hard-hitting questions too early in the episode, man. <laughs> these I, these I are have, the answers have... that people need to know about here. <laughs> I half want to say BLT rough, Ruffles just to... Mm. Uh, but no, I, I got to go salt and vinegar miss vickies oh classic classic yeah you know and yeah those are the type that you can have and just like you know you'll eat a whole entire bag because miss vickies are the do they have those in the states i have no idea dude yeah i don't know <laughs> regardless it's one of those things that you muck a bag and afterwards your mouth feels like shit and you're like you're like <laughs> yeah. why did i just do that to myself yeah. but then you're like wait yeah. that was good as fuck so yeah Honestly, hard to go wrong with Miss Vicky's. I fuck with the Applewood smoked barbecue. Oh, honey, buddy. honey Dijon is a good one as well. Oh. Like, gee. yeah, they they really know what's going on when it comes to the flavors. Yeah, yeah, the, they're hella crunchy. That is for sure. But all right, guys. Um, now that we gotten the important stuff out of the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over a little bit of news. There's not too much to talk about uh, today in terms of overall news, but we do have a few things that we need to talk about because um a few of them are kind of like wait what the fuck you know what i mean it's like kind of out of left field but actually you know what mike i i want to talk to you about something first because i want to get your opinion so yeah i'm i'm not necessarily like a baseball guy i love going i love going to the games right i love i love the experience of being at a game watching even watching it on the tv is not too bad yeah you have the controversial opinion that baseball is the best sport to watch live which i'm 
Yeah, uh, it, it, dude, it's. We'll I mean, have it's, to agree it's, to disagree on that. I one. know it's really, <laughs> dude. It's so much fun. Well, just because the whole experience, right? You're getting loaded. You're you're having a hot dog, maybe maybe a bag of popcorn. You know what I mean? Everybody around you is pretty belligerent too. So it's like, you know, it's kind of yeah. it's good vibes all around. You know, you got a drunk guy behind you yelling random shit, whatever. Um, <laughs> but dude, I am so like, okay. So I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, whole baseball thing that's been going on there's this um i probably should have done a little bit more research before i i started talking but there's a guy um like a, a rookie mm -hmm. yeah there's a rookie and um okay here i got it right here Tat um fernando tatis yes tatis jern jr fucking yeah, legend for the padres and he's he's yeah. been fucking unreal like they literally he's his main thing to do is just fucking crank homers okay yeah. So, um, he got in shit because he hit a grand yeah. slam on a three Oh pitch, like three balls, zero strikes. And yeah. they were up by six runs and he cranked a fucking Homer. Like what a, what a bomb to bring in a grand slam. You know what I mean? And, and that yeah. grand slam also put him in front of, um, was it trout? I'm or not some... sure what the, for RBIs. No, for, uh, for home runs like he oh true yeah like he's already he passed like he's leading the mlb right now and and home runs so true instead of like you know be celebrating or whatever they go to the dugout and he's just like all pissed off because everybody's giving him shit because the unwritten rules of baseball yeah. say that you're yeah. not allowed to to swing on a 3-0 pitch because that would embarrass the pitcher yeah is that not yeah, the stupidest insane. fucking thing you've ever heard in your whole life? Yeah, dude, it's absolutely ridiculous. And like, I get like if the other like if the other teams pissed about it, like whatever, like maybe get better at baseball. Yeah, but like his own manager was like, yeah, he probably should have taken that pitch. Probably shouldn't be swinging at three zero. It's like what the fuck? Like this is this is one of the best young players in the league, and you're just gonna like ruin his enthusiasm for the game by getting pissed off at him for being good yeah that's, that's absolutely insane to me and what's even crazier is like what two days later the jays come back from seven nothing down yeah. to win yeah. so it's like it's baseball bro a 6-1 lead is not like that's that's not insurmountable by any means so i i, I don't understand it at all um and you know, there, there's a reason they're losing viewership with people below the age of 50. Like, fuck. exactly. Yeah. Well, it says here, so this is the exact thing. It said, um, Monday night in Arlington, Texas, Fernando Tatis Jr. Third base coach instructed him to take a three Oh pitch with the bases loaded in the eighth inning in the San Diego Padres ahead by seven runs. Tatis missed the sign, he said later, and had no conception of why swinging could be perceived as impolite. And why would he? Yeah, yeah, it's you, insane, bro. It's like, you're literally, insane. the guy gave him a golden fucking apple, like, pitch, like a, like a slump fastball right to the middle. And so he cranks it and, and, and brings in a Grand Slam. It, there is not a single, like, Grand Slams are what people are trying to see. People love home runs. Yeah. People love it. People love bombs, like hitting just fucking bombs. That is why baseball is as fun as it is, because you get to just walk up and crank the fucking ball as far as you can. And yeah. yet this guy who's getting paid to do this, it, it apparently broke an unwritten rule. Like, are you serious? 
yeah i, I and like know. like I, I yeah i mean at the very base level like if you if you were that concerned about not scoring runs on another team to like run up the score take your good players out of the game that way it's on like i still think that's stupid like i don't know why you would do that yeah but then at least the blame is on the gm or like the manager when the other team comes back and wins the game and you're left with all your dusters on the field so yeah i mean just insane and especially for like a young guy like that like I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't been following baseball a ton this year. My understanding, I don't think the Padres have been good for like a really long time. Yeah. I might be wrong about that this no, year. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So they're in a playoff spot right now. Um, their division's shit, but they are in a playoff spot right now. Um, like, why is would it, you alienate? Is it, is it technically like, like early in the season or... Well, they're they're technically halfway through because I think they're only playing fifty two games this oh, season. Oh, true. So fair enough. Like fair the, enough. This, no, nobody's played more than like twenty eight games. I don't think. Right. Um, but which is like about the halfway point. Right. But uh, like, talk about alienating your best player and like a young guy too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the shit? Makes no sense. It's unreal. Yeah, it makes It'd be absolutely like telling no Connor sense. McDavid, like, hey, buddy, um, maybe try skating slower on your next shift. You're making people look stupid. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's <laughs> like, like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. No, so, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I fucking... And, yeah. I just, I heard that, and it just... It blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, like, if Mike Trout did that, you can bet your ass... People would be like, oh my God, Mike Trout's so good. Another four RBIs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I don't know. Baseball is, like you said, it's losing viewership and for good reason yeah. because that is the stu- unwritten rules in a sport. Fuck off. Like, just fuck off. It makes yeah. no sense. So, yeah, if you're, if you're pissed off about getting blown out, just get better at the game. Exactly. And not to mention, I'm pretty sure what happened in that game too is that the other team almost came back and won. Like, they, they? like the Padres <laughs> only won by one run. So it was like, are you fucking That's kidding nuts. me? Like, shut up. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd get that out of the way Um, in the midst of the news stuff because I heard that and I'm like, what a joke of a sport, man. Are you serious? Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, stupid. But um, okay. So the other, the other, um, uh, no, or wait, did we even talk about one first? No, we haven't even talked about anything. How no, other no. than the baseball? <laughs> All right, well, yeah. here we go. First story. Sorry, guys. It. It's it's a it was a little bit of a bender weekend, and the brain is a little slow today. But you know, it's all good. Um. So first news that we need to get to, which I don't know, Mike, if you would technically like. Did you see this coming at all? The Washington Capitals fire coach Todd Reardon after uh two back to back postseason disappointments. So I mean. Uh, it's not surprising, I don't think. Yeah. Like, they're if you look at their team, their window is now. Like, they're all of their stars are kind of starting to age out, other than maybe John Carlson. Um, so I mean, I think like you look at these last, especially this season, where they were looking good when the when the season stopped, um, and like coming into the playoffs, they never really looked like they got it going. Yeah. Um, yeah which is rough. And I mean, it didn't really feel like they made any sorts of adjustments a lot, like for a lot of the series against the Islanders. Right. Um, and I don't by any means, I think the Islanders are actually a really good team. Um, they would have been hard to beat anyways. 
But while they they looked so shit, and I think we said this in our last episode, just like how disappointing for for Capitals fans, because um, that that series never looked close. No, not um, even a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, the the one thing for me is they feels really bad after winning the cup, refusing to give Trotz a raise. Yeah. Holy um, fuck. And now now losing to the Barry Trotz coached New York Islanders. It's like, well, maybe, maybe you should have paid, paid him. Yeah, maybe you should have just forked out the cash, man. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's too bad. Like, you, fuck. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. Like, Todd Reardon, obviously, like they're the cow. Like the team is not different. If if anything, it's a little bit better than what it was yeah. a couple years ago. Like I, I know they brought brought in like Brendan Dillon and stuff like that, right? So. Uh, it's just, it, it, yeah. it's just too bad that unfortunately, um, Todd Reardon kind of just couldn't put the like he couldn't top what Barry Trotz did. But Barry Trotz is also one of the best coaches of all time. So yeah, and and this is we're seeing it right now with the Islanders in the second round, and it looks like like I think even and we'll get into this obviously when we go over the series, but I think Philadelphia is gonna have a tough time beating the Islanders. They look really good right now, and definitely. Um, and and man, Trotz just he he coaches a good fucking game, and you know I think uh, Reardon had his work cut out for him after a Stanley Cup run, and it's like you gotta uh, like especially if you're giving a coach that just like giving a coach a team that just won the cup and telling him hey do what we just did, that's yeah, not that's that's, <laughs> that's not easy. It's not easy. That's How are true. you supposed to top the best that you can do, right? Yeah. So yeah. two years yeah. and him being done sucks, but at the same time, you know. It's probably what Washington needed. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's honestly possible that he actually had a longer leash than than some coaches might have had there. Um, from my understanding, he was like kind of, they were kind of grooming him to be their head coach someday. Uh, and they actually okay. made him an assistant coach the year they won the cup or maybe the year before they won the cup um, to stop him from, from getting a different head coaching job. Um, so it kind of seemed like they kind of like actually wanted him to be their head coach eventually. Right. But I'm just I'm just looking at it here. Um Washington hired five five of the six head coach hires they made since Ovech- since they drafted Alex Ovechkin have been first time head coaches really? in the NHL. Oh. Yeah. Barry Trotz is the only one that had prior NHL experience and he's the only coach that got them past the second round as well. Wow. So I mean, looking at the looking at the free agent coach market right now, like they've got a lot of options there. Um, Gerard Gallant got fired halfway through this year. Right. Pete yep. Laviolette, uh, Mike Babcock, although fuck that guy. Bill um, Peters, Bruce, fuck that guy. Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux. So like, there's some options there, and I mean, you get an experienced coach in with the experience that that team has now. Like, I, I think they could still be good for a couple of years, but rough, 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 see, rough end of their season for sure. Yeah, and if you're a, if you're a Capitals fan, like like you said before, it's kind of hard not to be disappointed with the season that they had. Um, especially because I my my original pick to True. go all the way in the East was Washington, yeah. and they were just so yeah. so much of a letdown, and it's insane. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's really all you can say about it. I I don't know who they they even have lined up if they do have anybody lined up right now, but uh, 
Yeah. 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 I imagine they'll go with a free agent. I think Gerard Gallant has to get another shot next season in the NHL, whether it's in Washington or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they, they, all of those guys have history of success. So yeah. we'll see. I, I'm not worried about them. They'll, they'll be all no. right. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else that we needed to do? No, I think we can we can jump into the series. Maybe maybe we'll start with uh, Dallas. We're recording on Sunday, so last night was the first game of Dallas Colorado. So maybe yeah, we well, hop into that series first and do the yeah, West and then the yeah. East. Yeah, it sounds good. We'll talk about that because as we're recording this, so tonight the the games still have yet to be played. It's only five thirty, and the games are at the Boston Tampa is at eight p.m. Which very strange that it's super late, but uh, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the Canucks Golden Knights at ten thirty, so uh, still have yet to play. Uh, but yeah, we'll start off with the Colorado and Dallas series, which, um, I mean, they played their first game, like we said, and Dallas won five to three. Um, did you did you watch the whole game, Mike? Or I saw the first two periods, I believe. Okay, so yeah. Um, I mean, this was a, a really rough game for Colorado, and I think it was a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, the the thing that stood out to me the most in this game especially was just because, well, it was the fact that, like, when you're in the first round and you're against a, a team that is so underwhelming as much as, like, or yeah. like the Arizona Coyotes were, yeah, it's kind of a shell shock when you play a team that actually, you know, knows how to play decent hockey because like <laughs> no offense to arizona but wow like oh, it was a little bit a well little yeah bit. a ton of actually a fuck <laughs> a, a ton of offense to arizona it was just like i wish that i i'm happy that they got to the second round i'm just a little like it sucks that they couldn't play somebody with a little bit more competitiveness to them um to get their like to get things going because you got to go through adversity in order to understand like hey you know we can do this right and if you're playing a team that just doesn't even push back it's like yeah. fuck so um yeah. but the game last night it was uh really rough for colorado i would say um not in the sense that it was like a complete outplayed by dallas but uh philip grubauer goes to stretch for a, a pass and it looks like some sort of groin strain which is yeah. really really hit. not good like no. those no. kind of injuries for goalies are like they, they're usually out for a while. And I don't think that they've officially said what the injury was, but losing your starting goaltender when he was 5-0-1 in the playoffs so far with a 937 save percentage is never, that's never a good feeling. So um, that, and then Eric Johnson got, it looks like he got Charlie Horst or something in the first period, left and then came back and then got hurt again. It looks like he hit, he hit like a rut in the ice or something. And then his leg went the wrong way and he fell yeah, into the board. Yeah, he didn't. So. He didn't look comfortable skating after he came. I didn't think he was going to come back after the first. Right. Um, he was back on the bench for the beginning of the second. But watching the second period, like he can usually, he's usually like a real smooth skater. It just didn't look, he didn't look comfortable on his skates. No. Um, like he all, he looked like he was protecting himself a little bit. Um, yeah. Which is, which is almost more dangerous uh, in the NHL. Right. So, right. and that's a huge loss for them. That's going to, that's going to put even more, uh, more pressure on Makar's shoulders. Yeah. Um, well, and, and it, but I wonder, like, I don't know. You probably know um, the black aces that they have with them. Do they have Bo and Byram with them? Yes, and but I don't think that they would put Byram in because they have uh, they have Connor Timmins 
who's like ready to go and um so i think that's who would be playing in the next game obviously we don't know when they'll release it tomorrow but if ej does not come back and play for the next game which that guy's that guy's actually a he's a fucking warhorse so i wouldn't be surprised if he did kind of pull out for for maybe Mm -hmm. a game and come back but um yeah just tough like it, it sucks because you know i was thinking about how Colorado has been really, really good with injuries and not being injured so far in the first round, which I was like, thank God. And then the first game against Dallas, and it seemed like yeah. both both injuries were not even from the other team, which sucks. Yeah, because, fluky. Those are yeah. the worst ones to see because you know they're actually like badly hurt. Right. It's not Drew like it Bowers, was a big hit or... Yeah. Drew know. Bowers looked so rough. He just dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, and didn't couldn't, move. Couldn't put, like, any, couldn't put any weight on his one leg. Yeah, he um, didn't move at all. Like Yeah, so... I wouldn't be surprised if it was even like some sort of hip issue. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I mean, between Timmons and... Uh, Byron like those are two decent replacements on defense yeah um you lose quite a bit of experience there um but I don't think that's the end of the world that's not going to break their back um no and as we talked about last episode um having the type of scoring that they do they don't necessarily need their goalie to be great um right and I think I say like Francus or Francois or however the hell you say his yeah. name yeah um looked good when he came into the game um it's an adjustment just right-handed or left-handed so he catched with his right hand so it's a little bit of an adjustment for shooters um and like i mean i i don't i don't think that by any means is going to prevent them from winning this series um i think they they just need to be better in uh, like five on five basically i think they they were they were allowing a lot a lot too much um in terms of scoring chances and they were they they were get, kind of getting bullied down low by by Dallas's big forwards. So yeah, it's gonna be an interesting series for sure. Yeah, I noticed uh, the one thing that I picked up because I did watch. I was like, I watched a I would say probably a decent amount of the game. I didn't watch the full thing, yeah. but you were getting in. What one. is yeah? Oh yeah. Um, what I was seeing was that Colorado was was really good with moving the puck and and getting it in deep into the zone, but mm-hmm. they just you know it was one of those things where when you have like a lot of the time in the last series they were spending most of their time in the other end right yeah yeah. so they weren't they didn't have like any time in their own end to kind of like practice defense and practice being able to get the puck out or you know just being able to gain possession back and and so when it like last game it was it was very very 50 50 in terms of like 50% 50% of the time was spent in Dallas's end and 50% was spent in Colorado's end. So yeah. it was like when, when you're now you kind of have to jump into this game where it's a lot more defense where the other games, it was like you were shutting them down in the neutral zone. Weren't even letting them get past. Cause that's like essentially what happened in that Arizona series. So uh-huh. not to mention too, like, Oh, I feel so bad for Francois because he played so well and it was unfortunate because the one goal, uh, I think, I've, I don't know whose goal it was. It it bounced off of like a stick and then a skate and then a shin pad and then hit the post and then went in, which is unfortunate because yeah. how are you supposed to save that? <laughs> and then the other one was uh, Francois was stretching out to the right and the guy shot the puck and it hit off of Ian Cole's shin pad and, and then dropped and went underneath five hole which if you look at 
the trajectory of where it was going, it, he was a hundred percent going to save that with his pad. So, um, yeah, just a couple bad bounces. And it seems like, you know, uh, that's what a lot of their goals were. I know that there was a few, like the Radulov goal was, was nice. That was a good move. Um, Blake Como's was a nice shot. Um, so, but also, man, did you see McKinnon's like first fucking goal? Oh my yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, dude. That's, that's what I was going to say. I oh. don't know. I don't know what the analytics numbers are on it, but like watching the game, it was like, can they just keep McKinnon on the ice? Like the whole time? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because this guy just, it, it looked like they, it, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just basically every time he was on the ice, it felt like the avalanche were about to score. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like stars were penned in their own zone, getting a couple like grade A scoring chances each time, and they were just absolutely buzzing. But the rest of the game, it kind of felt like Dallas had the edge there. Right. Um, I think, I, I, as I mentioned, like the size of Dallas's forwards between Jamie Ben, Sagan's not a small dude. Radulov, Gurianov, Rupe Hints, um, Corey Perry. Like they they have some big fuckers and then they have some grinders as well. I completely forgot that Dallas Stars had Andrew Cogliano. Yeah, I like, know eh? <laughs> Yeah, what what a the, what a great player to have on your team if you're going for a playoff run. Yeah. Um yeah. and like on the back end, they've got great skaters, uh, good passers. Um, and it felt like Dallas was able to establish a cycle pretty much at will unless nathan mckinnon was on the ice right um and dallas would just get the puck down low kind of win a couple board battles and just throw the puck out front and a bunch of their good chances came from uh plays like that um and it'll be interesting to see whether the abs can kind of deal with that because um the star like the stars forwards looked looked on point to be honest with you yeah and i mean there was generating a bunch of scoring from like pretty much up and down the lineup like Rupe Hints getting his first one, um, uh, like the first goal of the playoffs was big because he hasn't been able to, I think it's one, his first goal on 23 shots up until that yeah. point. So he, he's been looking for that first one and finally got it. Um, on the other end too, Gabe Landeskog got his first of the playoffs. He was looking for his as yeah, well, finally got it. That was a nice one. That was yeah. a nice one too. It, oh, it was really nice. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, Nathan McKinnon just did what Nathan McKinnon does and he got, uh, he got two there. So, I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't think that like, I personally think that this series could go either six or seven games. I, yeah, because both I of agree. these teams look like they're like, obviously Colorado, I think next game is going to come out flying. Um, just because they have to, like they, they had to get used to, Hey, we're actually playing a team that is somewhat decent <laughs> when, when you're playing, when you play five games, and you play five games against a team that doesn't push back in the offensive zone. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's easy to get complacent too. Right. One and, other thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like you've, you've watched a lot more Colorado games than I have, but right. one thing I've noticed when I watch them, I don't know if Kale McCarr is just taking really long shifts, but I feel like a lot of the time he looks exhausted on the ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he leads and, the the team in uh, ice time. Twenty seven minutes and twenty six seconds he played. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I keep I keep thinking like, you know, he's this incredible skater who's like so explosive and energetic, but a lot of the time he looks like he's like dead on his feet. Um, 
and it's it's like a couple of there were a couple plays in the first period even where it was like he he was missing pucks at the blue line um and didn't look like he had the foot speed to recover properly and he was able to kind of get away with it with a couple nice stick checks but um i was thinking like you know that's that's not really what you want um you know maybe maybe keep him keep him on the ice a little bit less and get the best out of him when he is out there yeah and like you're probably right the the one thing that sucks is with Eric Johnson going down, somebody mm-hmm. has to sub in the ice time. And I know yeah. um, just from, I've been reading a couple articles too. Um, Jared Bednar is not happy with how uh, Nikita Zadorov has been playing. So oh, he's been he cutting had... his ice time down as yeah. well. So yeah. I forget what goal it was, but Zadorov had one of the worst shifts I've seen yeah. since the playoffs or playoffs started. It was brutal. Yeah. So like that's that's what I mean is like uh, Jared Bednar has not been happy with how he's been playing, so um, they probably he probably got benched a couple shifts and said, "All right, yeah. Kale, you're out there for a double," you know. So yeah, well, yeah, and Eric Johnson didn't play like half the first period, so right. So, um, but Had I wouldn't be surprised. There. Like, um, they got they have a bunch of guys on the back end that they're gonna be able to bring in if they need if they need to. So I'm not mm-hmm. too worried, but um, yeah. Uh, for, overall, though. I would say a pretty competitive first game between uh, between Dallas and Colorado, and I know that that like this series is going to be a long one. I can yeah. I can't see Colorado like just rolling over after this first game and not putting up a fight at all. So um, yeah. a little bit of a shell shock for sure, but uh, yeah, I'd have so, to say so that. What's your prediction? Um. I think Colorado's gonna win it in seven. I'll say seven. Okay. I, I think it'll yeah. go all the way. To be honest. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think that's hard to argue with. But full disclosure, I was gonna pick Dallas even before the game yesterday because right. I've, I've stuck train. with them this far. I feel like they're just getting better. Um, they, once they get rolling, they're gonna be hard to beat, boys. Yeah. Um. So. I was originally gonna take Dallas in five, just for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Dallas in six. I think Dallas has this. Yeah, fair enough. Six. So I would. I. I personally think it'll go six or seven. I can't see yeah. it being. Like, yeah. Less. Than I can't that, see it. You know? Yeah. I, I. I was Dallas in five feels right to me, but when I think about it a little bit more, it's like I can't see Colorado only winning one game. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I uh, I mean you never know right like fuck it's yeah. we've seen some weird shit happen so far but um yeah. It, like well yeah and I mean like with the the way the playoffs have gone like I guess most of the top teams have been winning um but it doesn't feel like like you know every year you go into the playoffs and it's like oh like Tampa Bay or whatever like the top two teams in each conference they're going to be the ones that win it's like it, it almost feels like it almost never is yeah. So it's like, even though Colorado looks like the best team, I feel like they probably won't win just because of that. Right. Um, so that, that's my take. Well, something that I just, I just actually realized now is that the East and the West are both like matching in terms of who made it in. Like three of the round robin teams and then one um, yeah. like play-in slash, yeah, play-in yeah. team. With Vancouver yeah. being the playing team in the West, and then the Islanders being the playing team on the East, mm-hmm. so kind of kind of crazy that way. But um, 
so yeah do you want to do the vegas series next yeah yeah okay. maybe maybe we just start uh with the last game of the vancouver st louis series right okay um, i don't think i don't think a lot happened in that series that we haven't already touched on yeah um but Bennington coming back in for game six, catching a fat L. Yeah. Maybe um, the fattest L he's had in like his career. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, man, Vancouver look fucking good. Yeah, they look they really, really good. I got to give, give a shout out to our boy Omar. Like he's been saying it for a while. It's like, man, like I don't even, I don't even hate them against Vegas. No. Like I, I think they might make a series of this. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. And like, I know because you're all for Vegas as well. I know you love their team all the way and it's hard not to, right? Like Vegas has so many pieces that can just like bring like the best hockey together. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to count them out. Um, Vancouver does look really good right now. And to be honest, I didn't expect them to beat out the Stanley cup champion or defending champions. Um, the way that they did, like, holy fuck like well yeah like not only that yeah not only that they beat them but i feel like st louis is exactly the type of team that i would have thought vancouver would have trouble with exactly you know and we said that size strength experience and they just hit on them yeah so that last game what did they win six two uh i'm not 100 percent sure maybe six six, two or six three i know it was i know it was fucking ridiculous like yeah um yeah they can score man they can score yeah so look out um and yeah like they're getting insane goaltending from jacob markstrom yeah he's Um, playing out of his mind yeah yeah and i mean i feel like their forwards have more to give like elias Pettersson is already popping off i feel like he could pop off even more i would expect this series to be super high scoring um Oh yeah. I think but, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a series where you're going to get too many 2-1 games. No. Um yeah. Well, and you know, Vegas is a highly Vegas offensive team. Offensive We've team. seen, you know, fucking people all up and down that lineup just just start to plug in goals here and there. And then of course you got, mm-hmm. you got the classic Mark Stone, William Carlson, uh like Riley has like Riley Smith has been just oh fucking God. popping off too. Yeah. So the boys are fucking looking sharp on Vegas still. And they made short, like light work of, of Chicago, even though it was a little tougher than what the series was. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, see, this is what I think. I think Vancouver is a, is a very similar team to Chicago in the sense that they have a lot of offense and they have a decent goaltender that can stand on his head. The problem is, is that at the end of this series, it's going to be who can score more goals. And I think that there's more firepower on Vegas than there is on Vancouver in order to like, because we've seen, we've seen both of these teams just explode with goals, like uh, out of nowhere, just, it'll be like one, two, three in like 10 minutes. Right. So it's hard to say that this is going to be a domination from one team or the other. I think this goes uh, a full seven games again. Like, I think both of these series in the West go seven games. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's going to be interesting. Like, you talk about Vegas has having that high-powered offense. They've also got some great two-way forwards. Right. Um, Mark Stone being the the premier one of those. Um, But, I mean, like, Ryan O'Reilly 
is one of the best, if not the best, defensive defenseman in the West, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. No disrespect to Patrice Bergeron. Of course. Um, or, I guess, Sean Couturier. But, uh, I like the way you said that, Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. You even, you even hey, got man. the French there. I got, yeah, I got <laughs> a half French here, boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like, Quinn Hughes was drawing the Ryan O'Reilly matchup for the last half of that series against St. Louis, and he was making making it look easy yeah so i don't i completely agree with you i don't think this is going to be a defensive series i don't think vegas will actually be able to shut down vancouver i don't know if they'll even try um i mean like obviously they'll try but like yeah you know what i mean you know what yeah I, mean. I know i know what uh, you're trying to say but looking at that high scoring type of series that we think it's going to be one really interesting thing to to keep an eye on is the goaltending for for vegas specifically um because up until this point, both of us have been saying, you know, like having two starting goalies between Flurry and Laner, like that gives you so much leverage. Um, and like, you know, you can swap between them. If, if, if they've got one one's number, you just pop the other one in sort of thing. Um, and that advantage seems like maybe it's, uh, it's starting to wear off a bit with Flurry's agent um, tweeting that picture of Fleury getting stabbed by oh, uh, yeah. a was sword the, yeah. with Pete DeBoer's name on it, um, which Fleury has since said he asked the, the, his agent to take down. Um, but so it's going to be interesting. Like, you know, if Laner lets in the three or four goals in the first couple of games, like, do you make the switch? And then if you make the switch, do you make the switch back? Um, so it's going to be interesting how the coach juggles that given the, uh, the, the recent events from from Fleury's agent. Yeah, it's and uh, man, it's it's so tough to figure out whether or not you ride a hot goaltender or you go with the guy who's who's has ton of experience, right? Yeah. So, and we've seen Mark Andre Fleury play uh, world class hockey um, time and time again, especially in the playoffs, right? And Robin yeah, Leonard totally. has as well, and I'm not counting him out. But at the same time, if like like you said, if he has a bad game, do you switch permanently, or is it just like a one-time thing, or like there's so many questions. But yeah. yeah, I I think all around, like you look at both of these teams, and they're I would say you know out of instinct, most people would say Vegas would win this series, right? Um, yeah. But I think a lot of people counted out Vancouver in the first place. And, and there's been a lot of guys that have really, really stepped up for Vancouver and scoring and defense and all that shit. So uh, I wouldn't yeah. put it past Vancouver to win this series, but I'm still going to like, I still like Vegas more than I like Vancouver, but I'm saying it's going to be seven games. It's not, it's not going to be a yeah. short series. Yeah. I'm going to, I think I'm going to take Vegas in six. Okay. Um, I think if one team goes up three two, the series is over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take Vegas in six. I would not be shocked if uh, Vancouver pulled this out. Yeah, I and I think we're both on the same page where we are. We've seen yeah. that Vancouver is now starting to. Well, I I don't know. I I can't say starting to blossom into a good team because they are playing really really good hockey now. But mm-hmm. it's just we didn't see this at all during the regular season. Like we saw spurts of it, but it wasn't yeah. that consistency that you need in order to be recognized as like one of those top teams in the league. And like, like for example, how Vegas has done that since they've become a team in the league, they have been yeah uh, uh, just a menace from the beginning. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like I like for Vancouver's perspective, like they look like they're clicking and it's coming together at the right time for them. Um, I've seen a lot of people comparing their team this year to Chicago in 2009 or whenever they won their first cup with Kane and Taves. Right. Um, right. Saying, you know, you have your start, your two star forwards, you got Pedersen, Besser, um, and then like some good uh, extra pieces like JT Miller, Bo Horvat. Um, and then your Duncan Keith is Quinn Hughes. Right. And then a relatively unknown goalie or like honest without having been established as much in Jacob Markstrom, similar to Corey Crawford. Right. Um, they play exciting hockey. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very similar so, to like yeah. the highly offensive teams like Vegas and Colorado are, are very, very fun teams to watch. And Vancouver is becoming one of those fun teams to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna be a great, great series. All I can hope for is that the NHL schedules at least some of their games before ten thirty Eastern. Like, holy yeah, shit, guys! There's only I two know. games a day now. You could afford to start them a bit earlier. Jesus, yeah, it's true. It's so they're so late, and it's like it, I know. Obviously, in the West, the games start at ten thirty because that's probably like what eight or seven o'clock, like yeah. wherever they are. Um, mm -hmm. but man, I'm not trying to stay up until like one thirty watching a hockey game. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. like hockey and I want to see the games, but I'm not, I'm not staying up that late to watch it. You <laughs> I know? like, so, I like sleep too, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. but yeah. Okay. That pretty much, uh, caps the West. So um, yeah, wait, you're taking, you're taking Vegas in seven. Yeah. And I'm doing Vegas in six. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. So same shit, just different, different number. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll start <laughs> off. We'll start off with the Philadelphia and the Islanders series, um, just because I feel like this is going to be like I don't know if it's necessarily going to be more entertaining than the other one, but I'm <laughs> I'm just ah like, man, I really like like from the not from the beginning, but I I would say a little bit into the playoffs, I started to really like Philly because they were rolling after the round robin tournament. And they looked yeah. like unstoppable, but I can't tell whether or not Montreal actually played good or if Philadelphia just kind of like stooped down to their level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, that series, I think I saw the most of out of the first round series, just because yeah. I'm, uh, my, my family's been out East with me and they're all from Montreal. So I've been catching as many Canadians games as possible. Les Canadiens. Les Canadiens. Um, yep. And I honestly would tell you, from my very experienced eye from years and years of hitting pond hockey every day, every day. Um, Philly looked like shit, bro. Yeah. Like they actually looked so bad. Um, and not only did they look bad, I think Montreal was making them look bad. Um, Montreal played extremely well in that series. I think they actually probably deserved to win game six, uh, and maybe the series in total. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I it, I think a lot of that was to do with how fast Montreal is, and I don't think the Islanders have that sort of speed. Outside of like a couple players, like the obvious one would be Matt Barzell. Um, but I, I I mean, just looking at how these teams like to play, like Philly will get a lead and sit on it and just kill the game. I feel like the Islanders are similar in a lot of ways. Um, so this series, I. I hate to say it, this could be a very boring series to watch. Yeah. I'd love to be wrong about that. Um, one thing that would scare me for Philly 
is Carter Hart looks much more mortal, let's say, yeah. than yeah. he did halfway through the series, you know? Got those two back-to-back shutouts, and it was like, okay, this guy, this kid's unreal. Like, who's going to beat him? Um, but the two games since then, he almost got pulled in game five. Yeah. Uh, and the, they ended up challenging it for offside, and so he didn't end up didn't end up getting pulled, which was which was weird. Um, but anyways, I feel like he is much easier to get to than teams were would have been thinking before that. Um, and I don't like seeing how how hard of a time Philadelphia had scoring against Montreal, and it wasn't even just like Carey Price stealing games. It was like Philly was not creating good chances. Like all of their goals were like deflections off a defenseman's foot or this or yeah. that, which is like that's great and all. They're still goals, but I don't know how how much like how sustainable that is. I don't know if they can replicate that against the Islanders, uh, who are such a structured defensive team. Like I think Philly's going to have a really tough time scoring, um, and like their only top guy that's even sort of been producing is Jacob Voracek. Um, so they really need some of their big guys like Claude Giroux, Kevin Hayes needs to put a, put a few more in. Yeah. Konechny and Couturier have been almost like completely invisible. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Konechny's playing injured. Um, he blocked a shot it early in the like series it. with his foot and like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a broken foot. Yeah, um, I agree. We, we, we obviously won't find out till they get eliminated. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually, I think this is going to be the Islanders, and I don't actually think it's even going to be that close. Yeah. And you know what? I think we're kind of both on the same page. I really liked Philly. Like I said before, I really, really liked Philly. But mm-hmm. the, the Islanders are... So the only issue that I had with the Islanders prior to the first round was that the Islanders play, like you said, the style of hockey where they get a goal or they get the lead and then they just try to shut down the other team. They don't try to extend the lead. They don't try to, you know, uh, get offensive or anything. They just try to play shutdown hockey. And that yeah. that works. You know what I mean? Like a win is a win at the end of the day, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you're getting a win and you're getting four wins, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter whether it's 3-2 or one nothing or like 7-6. You know what I mean? Like a win is a win. Yep. That being said, the Islanders are playing a different style of hockey than what I thought they would be playing right now. Like playing against the Washington Capitals where you are going against a highly highly threatening offense, um especially if they get on the power play in in Washington, you're yeah. you're going to have to be shut down 100% defensively. And and they were and that's why it worked so well. But what I was surprised about was the fact that the Islanders are scoring goals. Yeah, like they, yeah they're, they, were, they were putting up numbers. Yeah, like Anthony Bavillier is, is the one guy that has stepped up, and he's been, he's been like producing almost every single game. Then you have Matt yeah. Barzell, who tucked in an absolute beauty game-winning OT goal. Like, yeah, it was a nice. Oh, one. it was disgusting. And like, mm-hmm. though, that that's a punch in the gut to any team. It doesn't matter who you're playing to have a goal like that scored in OT of the playoffs to like, you know, get your team up another one. Like, yeah. e- even the game that Washington won, it was close. And the only reason why Washington won is because Ovi finally said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna have to take over." And so he Man. got he potted two, if yeah, two goals that game. And then it was like, you know, it was just, it was crazy. So. 
the Islander, like Matt Bar, Bar wow, Matt Barzell stepping <laughs> up, Anthony Bavillier stepping up. Uh, not to mention they're they're actually getting like really really good goaltending in Varlamov, which it's the he's the perfect type of goalie to have when you don't need to have a whole lot of high like high threatening scoring chances on on your goalie because yeah. you already play a pretty like lockdown defense anyways perfect goalie yeah. to have in that position you know um so i don't know man like like you said the the flyers they have been really really like ah they they're just not playing the same type of hockey that they were playing in the round robin and there's a lot like you said couturier is is done pretty much nothing um yeah even scott lawton like didn't put up a whole yeah, lot he was, at, he was flying in the round robin yeah in the round robin he was killing it yeah. and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just like he hit montreal and it was like something happened you know yeah well and yeah i mean i think it's like one thing is like you look at that round robin i don't think boston took it that seriously no like you know they even said you know like this doesn't really matter that much um washington obviously wasn't great so that's an easy win um and then they beat tampa which i i would consider a legit win um yeah. but you look at their round robin results if you take the round robin out of things because i don't i don't think that that actually had that much value especially looking at how the round robin teams have performed in the first round of the playoffs um like i would go as far as to say philadelphia didn't even deserve to beat montreal in the in their first round series yeah and since they did you know it doesn't it's, it's immaterial um but moving forward like i i i i was also i was with you i was really hot on the flyers i thought jesus these guys are looking really really good um but they haven't scaled up as the playoffs have gone on um and i think that's something that's really important especially in this format where you're coming from a cold start um that you can't you can't just maintain your level you have to get better as you play games and they're one team that I don't think has, I think right. all the other teams, you can see constant improvement as they get more games under their belt, getting, get in better game shape, um, you know, kind of find their rhythm again. And Philly seems like they've actually done the exact opposite. Um, so I, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, like they're, they're the one seed in the East. I don't think they're, they, they're not really deserving of that. Like Boston's the president's trophy winners. They're the fourth seed, I think. Yeah. So um yeah i i think like uh, to be honest with you i think i'm gonna take the islanders in five yeah i am on the same boat as you i really liked philly um coming out of the round robin as i've said probably about 15 times um but <laughs> like carter hart has to stand on his head if if philly wants to have a chance and like he's already been playing really really good hockey like he's been saving a ton um but Philly just doesn't look threatening right now. And the Islanders not only are playing completely shut down hockey like they always do, but they actually look threatening offensively too, which is kind of fucked. Um, so yeah. I'm going to have to take the Islanders. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I think I, you know what? I'm going to say the exact same thing as you. I'm going to say five. It makes sense. It just makes sense to pick five because I think that Philly will not just go down with, without a win but I think they're going to get rolled over pretty quickly. Like, you know, what, yeah. there's not really yeah, much yeah. else to to say about it. Like, Islanders are just looking really, really threatening, and Philly is not. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I also much. think what might have happened, too, is that Philly thought that they were just going to absolutely destroy 
Montreal. And then uh -huh. when it didn't when it didn't necessarily go that way, they had to like wake up a little bit and they only woke up after like game five. They were like, Holy yeah. shit, okay, we gotta yeah. like we gotta actually play hockey here, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well and credit credit to them for actually pulling that series out. Um that that that's something that you need to be able to do in the playoffs, but I, I don't see them being able to turn it up a notch against the Islanders. Yeah. And and like not to look too far ahead, but even if you were to say, all right, let's say Philly wins, you you're yeah. playing Boston or Tampa. Yeah. That's not like good luck. Like seriously good luck. Cause that's not gonna that's not gonna it's not gonna go well for you. You know what I mean? So um mm -hmm. but yeah. All right, well, that series, um, yeah, it's it could be really boring or it could be fun. Who knows, you know? Um, but with that being said, we'll go on to one of the more entertaining series uh, in this second round, which, um, Mike, I don't know where you fall on, like, you know, on either Tampa or Boston, but, dude, this is going to be such a good series. Like, this almost gives me as much hype as, like, the... Uh, the Edmonton and Chicago series in the play-in round. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't this know, dude. Is, like, what do you think? This is going to be, this is going to be a banger. Um, a banker. And you know what? <laughs> a banker. Ha. It's going to be really interesting because I think Tampa Bay in a lot of ways is very similar to Toronto. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how Tampa matches up against Boston in a seven-game series compared to what, what Toronto's done in the past. Right. Um, the one, I think, we, we keep saying it, Victor Hedman. Yeah. This guy is so good, and he, I think, could be the difference maker in this series. This is also a series, the Tampa Bay is a team, where as good as Yaro Halak has done and as, much, as good as he is as a goalie, I think he's a really good goalie. Yeah, this could be a series where Boston misses Tuukka Rask. Um, I agree, and yeah, I mean, I I think I just I, after what Boston did against Carolina, even taking into consideration the whole Svechnikov thing, I just I I find it hard to bet against Boston at this point. I could I could see them losing in the Cup final, but. I just I, I don't know man. I I don't I don't see it. I feel like they just pull too many games out of their ass. It's like there's a game that they should have by all means have no rights winning and then they win. And then it's like, well that's bullshit. Like how yeah. did they win that game? And then yeah. they get a couple of those and oh, there goes the series. Um I think it'll be a really close one. I think it's going to be a fun series to watch. I think it's going to be very offensive. Um but oof, it's gonna be a tight one. I wouldn't be surprised if like three games in the series go to overtime. Yeah, it's it, like yeah, Boston just somehow like slithers their way into a a spot, and you're like, did they even play three rounds to get to where they are now? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Exactly. You know, it's like wait, but, who'd they beat again? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like. Well, obviously they beat Toronto. Like even this year, they beat Toronto without playing Toronto. Like <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's Boston is like yeah, Boston's a great team, and like I I don't know. I know that a lot of Boston fans know that their team is good, and that that's why a lot of people don't like Boston as a team and their fan base. 
just because they're they've been notoriously good and they've been good for a long time now it's not like they have you know dipped down a little bit and then come back up like they've had consistent domination in the east for a long fucking time now and that's what makes it so you know especially this series like it's going to make it so entertaining is there's so many aspects on both of these teams that would just go head to head perfectly like you know yeah. I, like you said i think they will miss rask like a hundred percent because tuka is like man I, the goaltending battle between vasilevsky and tuka rask like that that could wow. be i mean that that shit is like unreal you have andre vasilevsky which he is arguably one of the best goaltenders in the league you can't like yeah. straight up he's highly underrated just because of the offense that he has in front of him but man vasilevsky's mm -hmm. insane and then you have yeah. halak who has been really really solid for boston since uh um since rask has stepped out but i mean like yeah i mean it, it's gonna be if tampa is firing at all cylinders and boston even slacks for a little bit then we're gonna start seeing some really high scoring games from tampa and and just like bury boston but yeah i don't know well, I, I mean, know. I think one of the one of the big things with this is how good do you think Columbus was? Because you can look at it two ways. You can say, oh, okay, Columbus was actually a really good team, really hard to beat. Tampa squeaked by them in four all four games they won by one goal. Um, and that you could look at that as a positive saying, hey, they're comfortable in close games. Um, you know, they they kind of ground that series out. The other way you could look at it is, man, they only beat Columbus by one goal a bunch of times. Boston's a completely different beast. Right. Um, so I think we'll find out early on in this series um, because, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's really any comparable across the league to Marshan, Bergeron, and uh, Pasternak. Yeah. So yeah. Tampa Bay's ability to keep that line at least like sort of in check like i don't expect them to just shut them down completely i don't think that's possible but you know as long as they're not putting up like three points each a game they have a chance yeah having said that they didn't really seem to be able to shut down columbus in the same way although a lot of those games were low scoring games it's like Tampa Bay was sacrificing their offense for a more solid style. I don't know if they'll be able to do that and also successfully defend against Boston the way they did against Columbus. Yeah. Well, so the the thing that I've I've been noticing too is like the Braden Point has stepped up big time uh in the playoffs <laughs> and and that's not out of character. Braden Point is a great fucking uh centerman he's great and he's been so good for tampa um over the last couple of years yeah. that one-two punch of nikita kucherov and Braden point and then when you have victor hedman like behind you it's so yeah. hard to like count out tampa bay against any team at all that being uh -huh. said they can also fall on their like fall flat on their face if they're not like if they're playing badly or sloppy in the defensive zone um which Boston loves getting down and dirty into the corners and, and just coming up with these crazy fast, like, like it'll be like dump it into the corner, 
have Marshawn go in front of the net and have uh, Bergeron just like throw it out in front. All of a sudden, one one little uh, tip and it's in the net. And it's like, that's Boston's yeah. way of scoring. Yeah. Did Boston you know? score so many fuck you goals? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> that's, right, that's it's, how it's, I describe it. It's literally like if you were, you know, um, like for example, in soccer, if it was a two, two on O and you're just literally, it's like you're running down and the goalie's like, <laughs> The classic. I know you're gonna. I know pass. you're gonna bitch pass across. I know it. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. it's and that's the kind of goals that Boston scores. So it's like if yeah. there's not that tightness in um in their own zone, then Tampa's gonna be in trouble. But also, like we mentioned before, Victor Hedman. Yeah, Victor. That's Hedman, it. Just Vic, Victor Hedman. So that's all you need to say. Exactly. So yeah, I really. Uh, it's fuck. I, I don't even know who, like, I'm actually going to think about who I'm going to yeah. pick in this series. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I mean, yeah, the the special teams, too. I think this series, more than any of the other ones, um, could, has the potential to be impacted a lot by the refing. Um, right. Both teams have, like, Boston's power play is just stupid. Um, Tampa Bay has so many pieces. Their power play is stupid. Um, yep. If one team can get a significant advantage in terms of number of chances on the man advantage, um, I think, like, either way, I think special teams are going to play a huge part in this series. Yeah, dude. I, I'm like, oh, I'm looking at Tampa Bay right now, and I'm still, every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're just so good yeah. all around. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and they don't even have stammer in the lineup. Like, yeah. they pretty much have six good D-men too. It's yeah. fucked. Well, think about it. You have Sergachev on your third defensive yeah. pairing. Yeah, that's horseshit. Sergachev. Having said that like, though, <laughs> that their they're only pairing that I feel like is genuinely a shut. Well, I guess they have McDonough. Yeah, they have McDonough. I, I, yeah. So does he play with Hedman? I'm not even sure. No, he plays with uh, Cernak. Okay, so that's their shutdown pairing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't even Shattenkirk know. I, one and thing, Sergachev on the third pairing. like That's, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say about Stammer is, like we've said, like, you know, whole look how well they're doing without him. But once you've got a team rolling like this, it's kind of hard to plug someone in that's missed that much time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And especially Stamkos, like, obviously last year is, like, probably a bit of an outlier getting swept by Columbus. But I don't even know if he had a point in that series. Um, so it's not like you're plugging in a proven playoff performer. Uh, and I, I think Stamkos is an unreal player. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, he is. But I don't know. Like, you look at Max Pacioretty going in with Vegas. I haven't got to see many of their games because they're always late as shit. Yeah. But he hasn't been doing that great. He hasn't been producing that much. Um, I don't know how well, how good he's looked necessarily. Um, but that would one be one thing I would be concerned about a little bit, at least if you're putting him back mid series, because I feel like if you have one player, that's just like a step or two off the pace, Boston's going to take advantage of it a hundred percent. Oh yeah. They, you give, yeah. Like you give them an inch and they're gonna take a fucking shit ton. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah that's just. I think that's also another reason why people just don't like Boston is because of that. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, dude, what are what are, what are you gonna say for the series? I'm going Boston in seven. Really? Okay. I'm, yeah, I'll Boston go the other end. Seven. I'll go Tampa in seven. 
Okay. Because yeah. I just, I think this is Tampa's year. I think Tampa's done with being fucking shit on, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know, man. I, like, I kind of agree, but I, for some, I find it so hard to bet on Tampa Bay. I know, it's I just because it's fucking... I, I, like you look at their team and it's like, damn, they're so good. But then it's also like, I can't actually picture them winning. Um, yeah. And I feel like Boston, like they were in the stand. They took St. Louis to what? Seven games. Right. So they're like yep. a period away from winning the cup pretty much. And it's not even like they have that hangover quote unquote, even from the loser where you played an extra month and a half, two months of hockey. So you're probably pretty worn down by the time you reach the playoffs the next season. They got two at two months off. So I think Boston's healthy. They're ready to go. Um, but this is going to be a close one. These, these, these are the heavyweights in the East. I can't see either of these teams losing in the conference final. They, one of these two teams is probably going to be the East representative in the, in the cup final. And I totally and agree, I totally man. Agree, I totally man. agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know. I just like uh, both of these teams are so so good, and it, it it sucks because I wish that these two teams faced later on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel that like, would be a sick conference final. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. then you know they're already going to be a decent amount of the way in. You've we've already been able to see so much of them play, so we'd be able to get a yeah. great idea of like if these two two teams are going to match up like perfectly. But I mean. Yeah, dude, this is going to be such a good series. And regardless of who ends up coming out, whoever comes out of this win or whoever comes out of this series with the win is uh, going to be looking fucking scary. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know, especially like against uh, either of these teams against like, let's say theoretically, like the Islanders move on. Man, yeah. E even that, like even with the Islanders shut down hockey, I feel like these two teams could do like work around that around the yeah. Islanders team so yeah yeah I mean I feel like these two teams are what Washington was supposed to be yeah um but they're actually that you know like they actually have the type of high-powered offense that that we were expecting from Washington um I mean I don't think Philly or the Islanders would roll over but I I fully expect the winner of this series to to be in the cup final yeah I and I uh totally agree man Seems like we're on the same page with that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I guess that's going to be it for every series in the second round so far. And uh, yeah, I mean, so Mike, this week uh, for another episode, are we thinking of doing one for the f uh, Friday release or are we? Well, I think with this week is the week we're going to go down to one a week. Right. Um, okay. So if we drop this one Tuesday, we're recording this on Sunday because I'm, I'm going to be out of the house a bunch Monday, Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll get a couple games under our belts uh, and then probably record next weekend. Yeah. Um, unless some crazy shit happens and then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll throw in a bonus episode on, on Thursday or Friday here. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like, as obviously as the playoffs go on, we're going to have less and less to talk about. So that being yeah. said, like, if we were to try to pump out another episode, it would almost be like we it'd be super short and we wouldn't be able to talk really about much. So, um, yeah. yeah, next weekend we'll come back when we got, um, like, at least two to three games in a series. You know, we'll get a little bit of an, a better idea uh, what's going on and, you know, we'll have a shit ton to talk about. So, 
hell yeah hell yeah so uh with that being said guys uh we will this will be dropping on tuesday so um when you guys are listening to this i hope you have a good rest of your week uh enjoy some hockey it's gonna be this is when the good teams are coming and clashing together so i mean there, we got a lot of like you know shit teams out of the way in the first round even though some teams it was a lot of an upset um i'm looking at you st louis blues that's whew, that's, <laughs> that's horrible um but yeah so uh well and capitals let's bring one one from the east one from the west but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah with that being said guys have a good rest of your week and uh if you've been listening this far thank you so much uh give us a follow on twitter at podcast underscore pond we're starting to uh tweet more and more and you know um yeah i mean we're at i i don't know like 15 followers or something like that so road to 50 <laughs> hit the big numbers hit yeah. the big numbers road to 50 once we hit yeah. 50 then we'll we'll do a, a special episode on something i don't know we'll we'll do something <laughs> but um yeah with that being said guys uh thank you so much for listening and um uh what's that word oh Peace. Peace, every night you let me up like my cigarette with you by my side i don't really care what the neighbors are doing